This is the Anfield Wrap on City Talk 105.9. It's the Anfield Wrap, City Talk 105.9. No backward steps. Neil Atkinson, John Gibbons, Steve Graves and Rob Gutman. Hello and welcome to this part two. We've got Christian Hennage who's going to talk about Newcastle United. Uh, bear this in mind. A relationship is like a dead shark. It has to keep moving forward or it dies. And what we have on our hands here is a dead shark. That is Newcastle United. We'll be talking about that in part two. In part three, we'll be talking about Liverpool versus Newcastle United. But before this, this has never happened to me before. This has never happened to me in my life. We'll get onto that in a second. Which first name in the Liverpool squad would you like to swap with yours? Which first name in the Liverpool squad would you like to swap with yours? First up, Rob Gutman. Um... My instincts were to go with the exotic, with a Colo or an Iago, but I've actually decided it's Jordan uh, because I think Jordan. Because of my, I think Jordan Gutman works. So you want to be Jordan Gutman? Yeah, because I think it's like a racing driver. Jordan, yeah. So there's Jordan Gutman, and then playing right mid for Liverpool is Rob Henderson. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one's fine. Jordan yeah, yeah. Gutman, Rob. Didn't Henderson. think of it at that angle, but that's yeah. fine. Jordan Race. Gutman, Rob Henderson, um, Steve Graves. Jordan's good. It's future proof. Wow, Jao. Jow? I, I don't really, yeah, I don't know how, how to say it. And Jow. I, I pick away and then get really annoyed by people saying it the other way. So, <laughs> so Yao Graves, yeah. Steve Tashira. Yeah. I like Steve Tashira. Steve Tashira had, had a number seven in uh, 1989. <laughs> Steve Tashira's uh, got eight games this season, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's got way more games than Jow. Um, okay, John Gibbons. Uh, Mamadou. So Mamadou Gibbons. Yeah. John Sacco. Yeah. John Sacco. He's not getting as much grief, is he? John People Sa- aren't split on John Sacco. People are certain about John Sacco. <laughs> John Sacco's most definitely winning a number of aerial duels. Uh, okay, okay. This is Iago Atkinson. This is the Anfield rap. <laughs> and this is uncharted territory. Uh, I cannot remember the last time we went into the, la- the final day without it already being won, where Liverpool had an interest. In fact, I kind of had to write it down. That's the way the radio works. Uh, 89 is one of them. And the time before that is 1986. This is crazy to think of. It's crazy territory. Rob Gutman, you're yeah. old. How does this work? Much older than you, am I? How much older than you and me? Are you Etc. And all the words. I'm 33 and you're a number that's significantly greater. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> decade and a bit. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. I, I probably uh, was sentient for about nine league titles and only 86 and 89 were last day efforts, if I'm right. Uh, 86. 86 was, we were away at Chelsea and Everton were at home to Southampton and we did it with that famous Kenny goal and then there was, then there was, the weird one was 89. It was, it was, you know, Arsenal were such outlandish outsiders and that they were, had to win 2-0 at Anfield and we were rampant. So it's akin to that. It's akin to that really. So what, what, what's the conclusion here? What's going to happen? Uh, no, 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 just how do you, how do you enjoy it? How do you, how do you go about the day? I, I would say most Are you the, taking a transistor radio into the ground? No, I don't know. I don't know if I have one anymore. But yeah, well, this is it. I mean, you know, you, you do use the Wi-Fi. You did, you did do that sort of thing. All the league titles I can remember, I thought we were going to win the league on that day. I was very, very confident. This is the first one. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I think we've got no chance of winning the league. No chance. No chance. Steve Graves, we've got no chance of winning the league. Are you asking me? Is there no chance that a football team loses a game? That's what I'm asking you. Uh, well, obviously, we haven't got no chance of winning the league. We've got a chance. How big is that chance? This feels well, vague. No, I, feel, okay. I feel like Chris Morrison the day it's not, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not an immense chance. It's not the position you'd want to be in, but it's. It's still a really significant chance. The best chance we've had in Percentage 25 years. It's the best chance we've had in 25 years. In your mind, be honestly, in your mind, what? I don't think percentages work, and I don't think odds work, and I don't think anything really applies because I don't. You, you do, simply do not happen. 
Well, what, how do you how do you gauge the in your own opinion? Not, not I'm not saying what the no, book no, is in, saying. In my, what, objective in my, opinion. Even if it's your gut feel, your gut feel, what is it? Twenty percent. Okay. My gut feel is that we win the league. Michael so Field is that we win the league. We are 90%. 50%. We will win the league. Look, when, when we were eight points back and everyone told me we weren't in a title race and I said, I think we are in a title race and I think we could win the league, um, I believed in that then. And this is a much better chance than that because there's, there's fewer teams that can stop us and there's, 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 there's much less that has to be done, has to happen. It's, much, it's contingent on much less than it was at that point. John Gibbons. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was enjoying that. I I think West Ham will I think West Ham will play well, and I think they'll turn up, and I think they'll they'll want to to do something. Of course, West Ham wanting to beat Man City isn't enough, you know, because Man City are they're better, good at football. Are, yeah, very good at football, which is which is why they where 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 they are. I'm not prepared to concede. I don't get all this 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 idea that oh, you might as well get used to it because I mean, what's the point? I've got all summer to. To mope if if that's what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to the World Cup for the start. But <laughs> but you know, you, I don't I don't really see I don't I don't really see the need. You know that we need to kind of give up on this. I don't I don't see what benefit that is. I think there's 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 a reasonable chance of doing what percent. I'll go along with twenty percent. There's a twenty percent chance we could do it. So why not? I've spent four years moping, being miserable, having no hope, not wondering what the point of going to football is. The idea that you concede this when it's one game, when it's one set of 90 minutes, that you act as though, well, that can't be done. There is no chance. There is no hope. What on earth can you do? Start consoling yourself now. I've been consoled. Consoled was terrible. I've been hopeless. It was dark as hell. I am most definitely not hopeless anymore because this the way the season's gone. The return of hope. This is the return of hope. It's the return of belief. It's also the return of fear. Not our fear, Rob. We've had too much of our fear we've Mm. had fear coming out of our ears as to what we can do wrong everybody is scared of us and that's the big change of this season Anfield is a fortress the collective feeling is fantastic we are arguably obviously very very good at football this is what this season's been about yeah yeah let's 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 park probability and what the odds of something positive happening for us on Sunday because that is in the lap of the gods and whether we're, we're positive or negative about it we can't affect that obviously we'd like the crowd to be up for it and that would help but uh, this season is the biggest glass that's ever been half full in living memory. The worst comes to the worst is on, well, not the worst comes to the worst, but the, the, there's a reasonable chance that Sunday night we're second in the league. And, we, and once we've got over the fact that we haven't won it, which will be sad for us, we should reflect on the fact that we've achieved something of a sporting miracle to come from seventh to second. Not something, it actually is a sporting miracle. Unfortunately, one which we might not get a prize for. We've come from uh, seventh to fourth. We will have reinv- single Brendan and this side will have reinvigorated the club financially because of this because we'll put another 100 million in the coffers next season which will mean we will be as competitive as anyone in our league come the summer more or less given FFP uh, and we'll be back in the Champions League so once 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 we I me or whoever get over um, not winning the league on, on Sunday morning or being in some parallel universe where the greatest thing that's ever happened has happened <laughs> one of those two things we should also take the, the latter the latter the latter we should it's just still what either outcome one should take time out to realize that this is going to be the best summer ever the best summer ever of looking forward to a season that i can recall for 24 5 years the buzz is incredible steve yeah i mean i'll be i'll be i'll be disappointed on monday anyway because i won't get to see us play for a while and i i really just would like to keep just seeing us play um, and obviously, you slightly worry over the over the summer things could change, and you know this team could never play that way again. I think I don't think that will happen, but I think that you just feel you know it's just been great every every week. We've enjoyed watching us. You know, even I don't ever want I don't really ever want to think about the game on Monday again. But I enjoyed quite a lot of that anyway because we were, we were great 
you know, and we and and we did the thing that, that I really, really wanted us to try and do, and we were great, and we are great. How heroic was that? I mean, it was just wonderful. Yeah, I thought it was our best performance of the season in some way. <laughs> it was poetry. It was poetry. I mean, this is the value of. I mean, it's been much derided. This Rob, this, uh, not Rob, sorry, John. This has been much derided. This is the value of a project. I mean, with the exception of um, of Gerard, the ages of the key players, the development you've seen of Sterling, Henderson, Flanagan, and recently Coutinho, the growth over the season. This Liverpool side is most definitely the real deal, and there's no reason for things to change significantly over the summer, John. What in terms of that? In terms of their development, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the I, progress of the team. No, I agree. Yeah, you don't. I mean, people are saying, "Oh, this could be a flash in the pan," and and they're expecting you know Liverpool to go back to, to you know fighting for between fourth and fifth next season. But I don't think there's any real basis for that when you actually look at the facts. I think it's just okay. Well, oh well, Liverpool have jumped up; they must necessarily go down. But when you actually look at the squad and you look at what we're likely to do in the summer in terms of you know all the noises about in terms of what we're going to be able to spend and you know, the belief they've got in, in each other and they're just the quality that's already there. There's no real reason to suggest that we, that we slip down from that. That doesn't necessarily mean we, we go on to win the league next year because things doesn't always work like that. But I, I certainly don't see us, you know, slipping down, you know, sort of 10, 15 points or anything like that. In fact, you actually get kind of looking at times this season. I mean, we didn't actually start this, the season brilliantly. You know, we, we won our first three games, but then after that, there was a little period where, you know, you, where we... Where we didn't we didn't play great. We lost that home game against Southampton and things like that. And there was times where you know you look at the team and you think, oh, the first eleven will be much better than that next year because he was still figuring people out. You know, Moses was still getting his game and things like that. Aspas playing a bit and things. And so you you kind of look at that and think we're, we're going to start the season much much stronger than we did last year, even though we won the first few games in terms of the squad and what we're going to be able to do. And you'd expect more from the bench as well. Yeah, well, that's that, that that's that's a huge element, and I think that's 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 something that that, that Brendan will will rue. I think what, no matter what he'll be saying, well, you know, there was games when I wanted to change it, and that's in a funny kind of way. People, everyone's saying, oh, you know, we need to be looking at defenders. You know, why aren't Liverpool being linked with defenders? Well, I'm sure we'll buy one or two, but I think that's that's probably the biggest thing that he's that has annoyed him from January onwards is not that he hasn't had the defenders that he wanted these at times when he's wanted yeah. to change it from the bench it's not been there you very rarely change it from the bench Rob change it from the bench in a manner which involves bringing the defender on we've done that with Agatha to show things up with 5 and 10 to go in the last yeah. few games but you don't change it from the, the way you change it from the bench is you bring another attacking option on you bring that extra legs in the final third on Exactly, and that's the key dimension that is yet to come for us. I, I, was, I was thinking about, uh, I've been thinking a lot about the summer uh, as, as something I'm going to be doing a lot after Sunday. And we've since, since we last won the league in 1990, I think we've been in, if we don't win it, in the even if we do win it, in the position that you think Liverpool are back at the very top of, of the, uh, the top of uh, British football and what happens in the push-on. In 98-99, after Roy Evans' team that finished fourth in a two-horse race, there was no push on. It was a very, very bland, mediocre season with, I think, a 63 or four-point finish. Um, after uh, Gerard Houllier's 2001, we, uh, 2002, sorry, second-place finish, we didn't push on. After Rafa's uh, 2009, for a variety of reasons, we didn't push on. This is this is the one I felt most con I feel most confident that we can push on from for a lot of the reasons John cited and for that that obvious add-on that we can gain by just a couple of minor successes in the transfer market. That's the thing we're looking for in this season. Can we push on? I think there's a mood of positivity that that says we will. I think you know you, obviously you don't play in a vacuum either, and you look at the rest of the the league. Almost every squad, probably barring Manchester City's, needs more 
surgery than ours. I, I, not not just squads, but first teams. You'd come into it's first teams. You'd come into team. you'd come into almost all of those jobs. You know, someone if you went to Spurs, you'd you'd just have so many headaches, so many things you know to try and start with. Tottenham. Where would you start? You know, and and, and Everton with the best one will in the world. We'll we'll lose some players. You know, having having not owned them um, this season, you know, who've been absolutely f- fantastic players for them. Um, and Manchester yeah. United, we know, you know, Arsenal probably need an entire culture change. Um, you know, there really is only City, and, and even City haven't got quite the perfect squad. Chelsea have a creativity problem. Well, and, and a goals problem. Striker. Well, well, that yeah, nil-nil at Norwich at the weekend says so much about Chelsea. But that's also a managerial well, issue as well, arguably, mm, which is that... He's, you know, he's, he's sold matter in Frozen Out Hazard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's not ideal. It's, and Oscar. And, and Oscar, yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be fair to him, though, it shows a ruthless adherence to an ideology, and I'm right behind really that. Does. He is—he—he's uh, he, fast becoming football uh, football management's answer to nihilism. Uh, Jose Mourinho, he believes in nothing. Um, okay, okay. The next, the other thing about this as well, Steve, is you know Europe next season. We're in pot three. We are a walking group of death. Yeah. <laughs> and and a group of death is what you want. I I think you want to be in a group of death to a certain extent. Um, you don't want the kind of group where you've got your, your first you don't wait basically what you want I think we'd want a fourth good team in there if we're in a group of death as it were because I don't want us to get a side that we don't know much about we go away and we get a decent draw and we think that's a decent draw and then the two big big clubs in the group go and beat them I think we need we need a group where everyone can take points off each other and we'll just win it with 12 points that'd be fine Steve Graves answers all your questions there, John Gibbons. I know, that sounds ace doesn't it? Yeah. A lot of great nights in there Real, as well Real Madrid second view, Juventus <laughs> third I, I think I think it's inevitable. We're going to get a tough group. We're going to get, have to go through what City went through for a couple of years, which is you know, you know, playing the top teams. But it's going to be ace. You know, I've missed it so much, and you want to play the best teams, and you want to go over there and visit these fantastic stadiums. You know, we've been to a lot of places, but there's grounds we've not been to. I think we'll do well in the Champions League next year, and I, and I agree. No one is going to want to come to Anfield. No, no, no and I don't think we'll, we'll take. We won't. We don't take draws, and I think that's you know the thing that City are so they're so sensible, and that they've sort of taken a while to work out. I've got, a, I've got a kind of let's Champions League and be damned view about this next season because I think it is. I think our consolidation of our league position is the key thing. I think in ter- in a crude financial. Yet again, sense, Rob turns up. He's going to be dull. Go on. I'm Hit not going to be dull. You want to consolidate a league position? No. Do you want to win the league next season? Yeah. I do. And I don't want the Champions League to compromise our chances of doing that. One iota. I don't care about the Champions League relative to the league title. Let me be straight about this, because I don't think we'll win the Champions League. I don't want to get to the last 16 or quarter final. I want to win the league. That's my key thing. Also, quite so, frankly... We drop we, out now? And, and no, 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 no. I'm at, I'm, look, what I'm saying is this. If we get a mega squad, bring it on. If we get the signings right... Absolutely on all fronts, but the if we a totally objective uh, objective view on this is the season after next, the Champions League money doubles, and I think that's going to define football teams that get in next season for a few years to come. If Man United don't get in next year, or if we do and we don't, either or it'll make a massive difference because that thirty million entry level becomes sixty. I know this is horribly dull, Neil, and horribly pragmatic. You're so sensible, Rob. Yeah, well, I've been around the block. So sensible. I've, I've got children to feed, Neil. You know, I've, I've, I've got to think about these things. <laughs> I'll just sleep at night. You must be worrying about this, that, and the other. I, well, I mean, I, I sleep like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> On a pile of money, all sorts of women. But I'm right. <laughs> oh, okay. On, I mean, the, well, the other thing. The, the, I mean, the other thing about this, and the reason why Rob, I'm not as concerned as you are about consolidating the league position, hmm. is I think it has happened. 
And the reason why I think it's happened is that Liverpool have gone over two points a game since January 2013. Not yeah. since the start of this season. Yeah. Since January 2013, if you take all of Liverpool's points, add them up, divide them. And this is why I think that those who are who are turning their nose up and wondering if this is a flash in the pan, we've now been doing this for one and a half seasons. Not just for one season, not even for a big half-season finish. For one and a half seasons, Liverpool have been going at over two points a game. And if you go at over two points a game, you will finish top four and you will be able to be consolidated. But I take your point that what you don't want to do is feel as though because what's happening on Wednesday, you're struggling on Saturday, exactly. you're struggling on Sunday. You don't want that. But ultimately, only City since January 2013 are better than us. Having only said that, City... you know my theory about we're back in the 60s and the six teams could be having their golden age. I think I think you could be fifth place and brilliant next season. I don't think we will be necessarily, but I think it'd be arrogant beyond belief to say that's not possible. It's not and that it it's, would... not, no, it's most definitely not possible because we've seen this year yeah. exactly what is possible. We've redefined what is or is impossible and we need to acknowledge that other sides have got the ability, for, though probably for not the DNA yeah. to do it. They've got the ability to do it, but it does feel, Steve, as though, and this is the first time I say this, you know, there's a genuine gap between us and Spurs. There's a genuine gap between us and Everton. You really do feel now as though that, at least United are the X factor in this. They're the unknown because of the Moyes factor, the Ferguson factor, the Moyes factor, and whoever comes in next. Mm. But you do feel as though that gap is now there. Yeah, I mean, United have also got the the financial, potentially the financial means and obviously the reputation to to perhaps build the bridge, build the gap, uh, bridge the gap more quickly than um, any than you Spurs want. or Everton. Yeah, I'll mix them. All. I'll mix them <laughs> in any way I like. Um, they, I think there is, um, and... I agree with you. I think we, you know, we are consolidated probably in 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 a top four position. Um, I don't see how anyone else kind of does that. I don't. I'd, it's, only, to, it's only United have to, who can do it. It is only United who can do it. But I think United need an awful, awful lot of players to come in. Are we saying United could do it because the Man United? Or, yeah, or is there any that, bigger evidence it, than yeah. that? And I'm saying that United can do it because the Man United. In the same way that I've always thought we could do it because we're Liverpool. There's basically, I think, two, maybe two and a half clubs who've got the ability to be fantastic, hewn into them in this country. One's Liverpool, one's Manchester United. And to be fair to Mourinho, who I just slaughtered a minute ago, he's done remarkably well in his first period at Chelsea at turning those lads into into winners. You know, you've only got to look at the Di Matteo European Cup win as an example of that. So the sort of Chelsea's a half, but Liverpool and United are capable of anything. And I think if you acknowledge that, you get into the core of what is basically English football since the arrival of Shankly, the arrival of Busby. Manchester United and Liverpool are capable of anything. Yeah. And as soon as you have that, if you have that as your starting position, then you can go, there we are, that's what we're about, that's what we know. And you can lose that ability, it can disappear for a while, it's happened to us, it's happened to United You know, during that dark period they had. But ultimately, those two teams are capable of anything, and so that's why. No, I think I agree with that, and I think it's something I've always argued around Istanbul, is that you know we did that because because we've won European Cups and you know there was there was no one turning up to that final going well we can't do this because you know we we just sort of knew we could and I think that's in there but I think I think next year feels to me like a year too soon to, to, to for the United Renaissance I think it's going to take longer than that you obviously can't write them off forever for all the reasons you've said but I don't think someone comes in and adds 20 point 20 30 points to them I just I, I don't see how it's possible so we're ringing the life out of this, then that's the essence of this, Rob. Even even in consolidation, we can ring the life out of this. We can, <laughs> we, can, we, can we can even enjoy consolidating. Yeah. I'm determined to make you like football more, Rob. You used to be the man who liked football more than anyone Why I knew. When we, when we were terrible at football, you loved football. I, Neil, Neil <laughs> I, I, I love it more than ever. 
it's just very, very intense for me, and I take it extremely. I know sick. you do. I am doing nothing from morning, noon till night. My career is in tatters. My, fam- <laughs> my family life is all over the place. I'm not sleeping. I'm sweating. But it's the most intense, enjoyable period I can remember. An enormous amount of time. But I'm not laughing. I'm not giddy. I'm not skipping. But it's very, very good. There we are, Rob Gutman, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Anfield Wrap. After the break, we're going to talk to Christian Hennage, who's going to tell us exactly how very, very bad it is being a Newcastle United supporter. The Anfield Wrap on City Talk 105.9. It is the Anfield Wrap, City Talk 105.9. We've got um, uh, uh, Christian Hennage in now, who's a freelance journalist who covers uh, Newcastle and Sunderland for ESPN FC. Uh, Christian, um, before we get into the, the football stuff here, uh, what name would you take from the Newcastle United starting 11 for your own? Uh, I think, given my name, I'd probably be Hatem Ben Arthur and, and try and mesh it with my own and give it Hatem Hen Arthur. <laughs> Which would leave him being a Christian crea- uh, creator as well. Uh, we'll put that in across the board there. Um, we said we just said going into the break here that we were talking very much about the hope that's sort of coursing around uh, Liverpool at the moment going forward into next season, all that sort of stuff. I mean... It's so strange what's happened at Newcastle United. It's something that I think I've very rarely seen before. To see a side who were, you know, they were sixth, they were seventh as, 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 as December turned into January. They'd had some excellent results and they've effectively declared and marooned themselves in the table. And for me, that just sort of drains football clubs of hope. It must be a very odd experience going to St. James's Park and watching games at the moment. It is. I, I, I try and quantify it to people by asking, have you ever been so mad that you could punch a horse? Um... <laughs> That's the, the best way I can put it. Hey, jokes aside, though, honestly, it's been a very tepid atmosphere. And, you know, chapped at yourself, I imagine, have been to St. James's Park at some point. Yeah. It can very much be a cauldron of atmosphere. It has the ability to be electric. Well, it was most- for R2-2. For R2-2, it was, go- it was, you know, it was, it was a Saturday night kickoff. It was going right off. Everyone was up for it. That was earlier this season. And Newcastle got some good results the week after that, the next home game. They beat Chelsea. They got a result, I think, at home against Tottenham. You know, Newcastle looked, they looked like a, like a side that was genuinely threatening top six. Well, well, exactly. You look at that Liverpool game as an isolation. You had Paul Dummett there, a young lad who's come through the academy. Uh, Gateshead Bourne scores the, the equaliser. They're down to 10 men against one of the most rampant attacks in the league uh, that has put in some amazing performances against much better sides, theoretically, than Newcastle. And yet they were able to hold on, able to kind of, kind of keep you guys at, at 2-2. And that first half of the season was amazing. There was results at Tottenham, uh, the 1-0 in which Tim Krull... Uh, was That's like Yashin at times, um, <laughs> the, way, the way he kept the ball out of the goal. And yet, it was almost as if no sooner had they stabilised themselves in the top half, as you say, that everything was declared. Johan Kabay was jettisoned off to Paris for a, a healthy sum. And it was that stark reminder of, actually, the prerogative at, at this football club a lot of the time is about keeping the balance sheets right, achieving the bare minimum, which essentially is 10. And then after that, where's the ambition? And, you know, it, it, it's funny that they finished the season at Liverpool, who, in my opinion, are the epitome of ambition at the minute. There's so much positivity around that football club. Talk of next season already. They're the only team, Liverpool, in my opinion, in the top four that can improve exponentially with just one or two signings. And yet Newcastle fans are, are left to wonder if they're even going to make one or two signings. Well, I mean, is there any... Co- I mean, this lack of hope, and this is the thing. I mean, football clubs, to me, they, they, they entirely exist upon hope. And I think that, you know, even if you, you can be bottom of League Two and you can think, you know, you can get beat 4-0, but you can walk into the, the, the following week thinking, if we can just get a result here, if we can just do this, if we can just do this... And and that's possible if you're bottom of League Two because you can believe that people might not be good enough, but they're all pulling in the same direction. The, the odd Newcastle thing is, as you say, you know, top ten, secured, safe, 
and then it all stops. I mean, is there any coherent notion moving forward from this point that that will cease to be, or are they just forever marooned in the, in the, in this this lake they've created for themselves that sits between eighth and twelfth? Well, it, it's interesting you said. There was just a report today by the, the Evening Chronicle in Newcastle that the club had, had sounded out Christophe Galtier, the Saint-Étienne coach. Now, again, I think convincing him to leave a Saint-Étienne side that finished in the top four for Newcastle is going to be a difficult ask. But there was just, as you say, that hope springs eternal, that flicker of actually, this was not acceptable. Because, yes, the club have finished respectively in the top half Um but given the start of the first half of the season, they should have been pushing for eight. They should have even been pushing for the Europa League, you could argue. And the the idea that they're so talismanic and just removing Kabai sees the rest of the blocks fall down like a bad game of Jenga isn't acceptable. Um, and again, I think, look, it's an often trotted out philosophy that uh, Newcastle fans are expectant and they demand a significant amount. I don't think they demand a significant amount at all. They demand that their team challenges. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean for the Premier League. It means game to game and that they've got something to aspire to and something to hope to. Because the, the Europa League, while they didn't win it the season, they, they competed in it quite recently, there was such a, an electricity. I mean, you guys can probably empathise, Anfield is, is incredibly special with European nights. Yeah. Newcastle, it doesn't have the same rich vein of history, I, I concede, but certainly when Benfica arrived, there was just something, they laid a wreath at the Sir Bobby Robson statue, there was just this air of, yes, yeah, something good's happening here. And it's so frustrating to see the club kind of harbour these um, brilliant scouting networks and finding these players for good prices. Admittedly, they're not unknown quantities. Remy was known, Kabai was known if, if you kind of kept your head in the right circles. But the fact they're able to pick them up for those fees and negotiate these deals, there's so much potential in that football club and it feels like it's being wasted. Christian, this is Rob. Um, you know, watching Newcastle from afar, it's just a series of Saturday night, 5pm uh, result services, being shocked that Newcastle have taken beating after beating which doesn't make sense because I've looked you know as, a, as an outsider looked at the Newcastle squad and think there's good players there there's there's Papis Cisse, Hatem Bernafa, Loic Remy, uh, Tioti for a while what's happened are these players just simply stopped performing for the manager when we saw this uh, the nearest parallel I can remember at Liverpool is when we lost Xabi Alonso after being second in the league and collapsed to seventh but there's a lot of other mitigating circumstances is it just depression or have these players gone off the boil or has Pardew gone mad what, what do you think it is I think you did hit it there there's been this misnomer that it's um, the Gallic influence and that you know that they don't try harder I think for some of them yeah they don't buy into the the Pardew way of football um, he's, he's not as blunt as perhaps fans would like you to believe but certainly he lacks intricacy and I think he's not reactive enough um, he has a plan if the plan doesn't work or the dynamic changes and stretches outside of that plan's uh, rails they're in trouble. Now, Ben Arthur, who you mentioned, is a wonderfully talented player. Yeah. But equally, he's incredibly hard to manage. He, Pardew did have him quite well managed the, the season they, they finished fifth. And, and he said something that I always think stuck with me. He said, you know, when Hatton's got the ball, he's in his world. But when he hasn't, he's in mine. And I get him to defend. And I think that's true. But the other problem you've got is, and, and Joey Barton actually touched on this, he said there's this French mentality that you don't have to work hard or you shouldn't have to work hard to succeed. Because if you have to work hard, then you didn't have enough talent to begin with. And I think that just that in itself does give you a little insight to the idea, particularly with Ben Arthur, that he doesn't work hard enough sometimes. Certainly he could do more off the ball, but is, I'm, I mean more from a 
almost a conditioning point of view. It, it, yeah. It's no secret that he is not as lean as he once looked. And I, as a, as a you know, as, as someone who's watched the game for a bit, it, it's not all muscle there. Um, is the politest <laughs> way I can be. Um, there's, there's shades of, of John Mulby in there. You know, it's 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 a little bit disappointing because again, here's a guy who I've been lucky enough to watch in person for the last two years, and some of the things he do I couldn't even do with a PlayStation controller. I mean, there's this oddness of the ongoing employment of Pardew. Do you think this summer's the end of it, Christian? Do you think this is going to be it for him? Is, the, is he almost going to be sacrificed as part of this ongoing odd Cold War with Ashley? Is, the, is, is that the way this plays out now? Well, he doesn't sound uh, very confident. He was asked today and he, he said, I hope I'm managing next season. And, and as I said, there was the Galtier report today, which, again, were, were subsequently kind of denied by sources close to the club not too long after I don't think fans want him. Um, there was uh, a campaign that the, the Chronicle fronted on its page of fans from kind of around the world claiming they want Pardew out. Um, I think, honestly, that's a really good microcosm for the, the fan opinion at the minute that they don't really want him for the long term, that he, he's not progressive enough. And, you know, it, it's that idea of not only do you look at someone like Brendan Rodgers, who is much younger, much more progressive, and is building football that, you know, is amazingly exciting um, reminds me almost of Keegan in the 90s but I'll not go there for, for fear of upsetting Newcastle fans more it, it, it's also they look across at Sunderland and see what Gus Poirier is doing another younger manager who's bringing things forward who's being more possession based um, and it, it is it's just a longing for something more and I think that's kind of the theme of Newcastle the fans want something to clutch onto something to hope to almost so what should Liverpool expect on Sunday? I mean, have Newcastle got a big performance in them? Have they got it in them to, to turn up at Anfield and, and look to upset this final day one way or another? Or are they likely to turn up and, 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 and be a bit limp? They're, they're very weird away from home, in truth. Um, there was a large part of the season where they'd actually won more away from home than they had uh, at St. James's Park. Now, I think that's partly because there's a little bit less pressure on them, um, but also because they thrive on the counter-attack. Now, Liverpool are another team that do that exceptionally well. I think it'll be very defensively resolute. Um, I think you'll probably see Remy on his, his own up top. And from there, you'll be expected to try and break them down. Um, they'll look to break on you with, with the likes of Remy, possibly even Sissoko in there as well, who has incredibly good pace and acceleration. But I would be very surprised if they got a result. I, I just don't, I don't see enough in the players really wanting it. They've looked very much on the beach for for some time and I think the, the Cardiff result was more of an indicament of how poor Cardiff have been rather than a, a, a resurgence from Newcastle. Uh, is it going to be one of those games where the, you know the, 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 they could put up you know uh, the, the, could put up the barricades and then the first time they get breached they go 1-0 down there's every chance they just sort of go right well that's that then let's uh, let, let's leave it at that. Yeah I, I think it'll be about limiting it as well obviously Pardew would want to go out on a high he'll want to try and you know solidify his own position but the truth is I'd be very surprised if we saw anything other than a comfortable Liverpool victory. OK, is there anyone in particular who's playing well, Christian? Is there anyone to watch out for? Is there anyone who's come through these last few games? Uh, wow, there's a, there's a difficult question as well. Um, I mean, Colaccini is, is kind of the standout. Again, a wonderfully cultured defender who, if, if you're looking for that hope, he said he's there next season, he wants to stay. That's a big part for them because he, he just links everything at the back. And I think, again, you've got Remy there who I'd, I'd be very surprised if he's in a black and white shirt come next season unless he joins Juventus. Um, <laughs> and, and, and for that reason, I think 
he got a goal against Cardiff. He'll want to sign off with something good. And he is incredibly dangerous. He, he's almost like a Thierry Henry light, is, is the best way I can put him. He's an incredibly dangerous striker. Should Liverpool want to buy him, Kristen? It's, it's just where he would fit. That's the difficult thing. I think. Bench. You, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And I, I think he doesn't see his, his position there. He, he's totally keep. I see myself playing for a, a top five team. And I assume by that he means in the starting 11. Yep. I think Liverpool's attack almost picks itself. My concern, and as I'm sure you probably know to a degree, greater degree than I, is that defence. Is it the defence that needs showing up? Because there's a lot of naivety there um, in terms of the positioning, how they organise as a back four, and just allowing space in areas that should never be given to the opposition. We'll be talking about that in part three, Christian. Thank you very much for taking the time. This is the Anfield Wrap, City Talk 105.9. Don't go anywhere. No backward steps. The Anfield Wrap on City Talk 105.9. It's the... Whoa, uh, it's the Anfield Rap City Talk 105.9. It's Neil Atkinson, Oriago Atkinson, looking at Mamadou Gibbons, uh, <laughs> looking at Joe Graves, and looking at Jordan Gutman. Uh, fresh from his race. Fresh, <laughs> indeed, fresh from, his, fresh from his Formula One victory the car this park. weekend. Um, got to plug some stuff first and foremost. First of all, uh, the first thing to point out is Sunday night we're doing this thing. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any tickets left, but if you've got any spares, do feel free to add the Anfield Rap on Twitter and they'll retweet them for our awards thing on Sunday night. Um, should be very, very good indeed. So if you can, please do try and come early and there's also a promotion Rob Gutman I believe at the famous motel bar yes uh, in Fleet Street Liverpool which I have something to do with um, we're for anyone who's got a ticket for the event we're giving your first beer free if you just wave your ticket around at the bar it's loose you'll get it you could fleece us by doing it twice and coming back in with a moustache on <laughs> we think we'll make money out of you but you never know do you have to have a second <laughs> you, could, you could do us do you have to have a second beer or do you have to have a word? Do you have to have a second beer in order to redeem? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? They can't well, give you the beer. I've, I've not some places have a two drink minimum. I think it's a bad know. idea, Rob, to be honest do you, with you. Do you think? But anyway, no, it's a good use... idea because we'll have. We'll, this, we'll this, 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 this shout out constitutes a contract, so uh, yeah. good luck with that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Show your ticket, you'll get a free beer. Honest. I'm, uh, I'm going to trust I'm going to trust your collective grace that you're not going to take advantage of Mr. Gutman's hospitality <laughs> in the same way me, John, and Steve do whenever we go to his bars. Okay, the other thing to mention. Is uh, is the magazine which has been out now for a couple of weeks? It's fantastic. I finally had the time to properly go through it. Um, well done, everybody who's got, who had something to do with it. Do download the Anfield Rap magazine if you have the opportunity. Other thing to mention is the competition with Red Touch and Land Rover Experience, uh, which has somehow become the hottest prize in town. Uh, which you can get on the Anfield Rap's Twitter if you look for that, and it gets you two tickets in an executive lounge to watch the mighty Reds uh, vanquish Newcastle United, and you also get to drive a posh car around you don't a little get bit a car, for land. You don't get the car. Yeah. You get an experience That'd of the car. That'd be good, a beer in a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great combination, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, you get all Different that dollar values. You get all that sort of stuff. That's the hottest prize in town. And also, we're still looking for more and more pictures. I haven't gone through all the ones that were sent last time yet, so sorry if I haven't come back to people. But Champions Elect Book, that's the word champions, <laughs> the word elect and the word book at gmail.com in order to send pictures from any game this season. And we're looking for as wide a spread as possible. Don't just give us the ones in the running where you got dead excited and you still got the pictures on your phone. Anything that you've got for us would be much appreciated. I've got loads, Neil. You've got loads of great stuff, Rob. You can practically become our, our, our top photographer. That's fine. <laughs> Drunk. That's perfect. There's not enough of that in the book so far. <laughs> yeah, uh, there really isn't enough of that in the book so far. So, Steve Graves said it before. Watching them one last time, Steve. It'll be different next season, won't it? It might be better in from the point of view of, 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 of results, conceivably. It might mm. be better, but it probably won't feel this unbridled. It'll be different for all the right reasons. It'll be different... I suppose in the way that going into 
the season after Istanbul was different different to to go you know to to go into Istanbul I suppose um when something is improbable and unlikely and 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 loads of fun it, it, then you know next season it, it it should be more sensible it should theoretically be something that, that you know people are expecting us to do um but I think it will still be loads of fun. But yeah, I think I think yeah, you're right. It won't be this this unfettered and this this wild. I suppose it's the wildness that's got you, isn't it, Rob? It's the wildness that kills you. Yes. Um, actually, Steve's reminded me that there, there was actually the one occasion where we have pushed on from a high moment in the last 24 years was post Istanbul because 2006 is quietly a bit like 2002, a fantastic season for yes, the football is. club. It's an 80 point third place finish mm. and a very heroic FA Cup campaign. It's three, it's three great summer signings that, that just yeah. lift you on the, on the back of doing something unexpected. A very, pra- a very practical set of signings which yeah. plugged gaps, which yeah. Raf was very Solutions. good at. And, and you sense Brendan is looking at the same way. Mm. He loves that first 11, so he's going to he's going to pick well, players. He's he, go on, sorry. Steve. I think I think what I think he I think he loves. The idea of the way that first eleven plays, I think the solutions that he might need are more goals from number ten and potentially a goalkeeper. And it's it's been a while and I've and I've taken a very long time to to, 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 to think the monster maybe. of a centre half still, no? Yeah. But I don't know what I mean, I don't you know, they're, they're the things that you you would look at as as the as your solution signings, I suppose. Yeah. They have been this season, John, utterly remarkable. We'll do we'll do signings next couple of weeks. By the way, we've got loads of fun lined up for yeah, you. Uh, talking about keepers, right, right. Yeah. he's going to make you look stupid when he heads the winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he heads the thirteen, um, oh. they've been remarkable, John. They've been absolutely remarkable. Been the trickiest reg I've seen in your life. I'll even watch their kids run around. I know. I was thinking that before, and I was like, you know what, the kids are fine this time. I'll take the kids. I'm not going to take them home. Oh, babysitting them for so the lads can go and have a big night. No, I don't want to do that. We've got plans, haven't we? We have got, got plans. We've got a show to do. But yeah, the, 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 if any if anything was suitable for the kids, it's this one. But yeah, it's just not going to be as mad. You're right. Like we're not going to we're not going to be four 0 up against Arsenal in 19 minutes, and you know people are going to come and park the bus more. People are going to kind of fear us more. And I don't I don't mean that's necessarily a problem in terms of beating them because I'm confident in this team. It, it, will find a way but I just think teams are going to approach us next year and we're just going to have greater expectations and, and you know the players will have to deal with that which I'm sure they will but yeah not, nothing will quite be the same so much about a book about this year first hour, I think that first <laughs> I, John I think that first hour at Palace might be more of the model because they knew what we were going to do Palace and we stormed at them let's just airbrush out the last <laughs> 15 18 minutes because the first 70 minutes was arguably the best of the season the best of the season notwithstanding the opposition what was fantastic about it i know this has been dissected in another podcast was that it took us a while and yet there was it was this relentlessness and i i do think i actually do think there will be times next season where we do this again this 3-0 in 20 minutes it's just that we'll expect it that bit more we won't we, we won't be we won't be as shocked I think we'll still batter a few teams. I'm just thinking that that Arsenal was mad, wasn't it? <laughs> Arsenal, yeah, that's what that the, champ- the Champions crazy. League is the wa- where the, wa- the wildness, I suppose. If we want, if we want to fix it, that that's yeah, where we, that's... we we're the we're the we're the sort of insurgent team in that next year, aren't we? And, and yeah. more established yeah, team can, over here, I guess. We can scare the life out of someone like Madrid at home just for a laugh. Just, I, just, I, just I, I'm worried about them. Three nil in the Bernabeu. A three 0 in the burn about for twenty minutes. Europe's <laughs> Europe frozen. Europe quakes. Yeah, I'm worried about any Italian team that comes to Anfield and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll just we'll just be cagey for a bit and see what happens." <laughs> doesn't work like that, lads. Sadly, get destroyed. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Bring like, it, Rafa. Here's, <laughs> here's to you, Jordan Henderson. It always happens. A player grows in in a long term absence, uh, but Rob Gutman, he's grown in a three game absence. I mean, normally I know, it's I it, normally it's, it's someone's out for six months, and you begin to say, "God, it'll be good when he's back," and isn't he quite the player? Three games. The extent to which this side's missed Jordan Henderson. He's Liverpool's most irreplaceable player with I, the current squad. 
Jeez, oh, I don't know where to begin with that. No, I don't agree with that, Neil, because because you're talking about quite a few other good players. I, uh, I know, I know what I'm talking about. I've uh, seen them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think he's more irreplaceable than uh, Daniel Sturridge, Luis Suarez. Well, they replace each other. Is my arguments. My arguments is Suarez gets injured, you play Sturridge up front, and, and you, you think Sterling continue a like for like, and you and you can go like for like with those and two. Steven you can Gerard. even go like for like with Lucas and Gerrard. You can have Lucas sit in. My point is, we've got no one else who does what Henderson does. I, I, I don't want to be contrary for the sake of it, but I do fundamentally disagree with this point. And you, I suppose I don't know whether I disagree with it because because I thought I was ready for it the minute Jordan went out and I think Jordan's fantastic and obviously you're going to miss a player of his quality but I think the reasons we have dipped down a level are got very very little to do with Jordan Henderson's absence Steve Graves I think they're almost entirely to do with Jordan Henderson's <laughs> absence um, I think that the thing that I noticed through the City game was just how, how much he how much he received the ball as well and, and how much of our play was going through him in that game um it's it's just it's just so, it's just so utterly different to all of the types of other players we've got. It's not just about his brilliance; it's about the fact that we don't have cover for it as that's well. That's exactly what it's about. Yeah. I th- that's exactly it's what about it's about. Both about of those Jordan. things. I mean, and and to, to be honest, at the start of this season, or the, you know, in the middle of last season, you don't say right. Well, let's cover Jordan Henderson because Jordan Henderson. You, you know, people are still talking Jordan about. Jordan oh, well, covers he, he always he always gets a game, but he's only really covering. But now he now yeah, he is fundamental. We were three 0 up at Palace. We were two 0 up at Norwich. So we got to strong positions in football matches yeah. without Jordan Henderson. This is no disrespect to him. I have to keep stressing this. Is the reason we failed to secure those games because of Jordan Henderson? Because I've watched games this season where we failed to secure games with Jordan Henderson. So I don't buy this. Palace, we could have been about 6 0 up with Jordan Henderson. Ha, I think, no, no, I think, I think, that's, that, I think no. that he brings more energy to that midfield. Well, it, it, swap Henderson for Lucas and you have more energy. Yes, in he's a better footballer. You may, you, may, you may not even be in a position where you get, could possibly be paid back by Palace. Also, you've got more energy in those last. 10, he's better than Lucas now. And he's got, he's, he's got that burst of acceleration. I and mean, my point isn't that he's the best player in the squad. The point is that he's the hardest one to replace. And that's the that's the essence of this, John. He shouldn't have got sent off then, should he? Well, there's, there is that. <laughs> uh, there is that, John. Yeah. Which, was, which, which, which was a tired lunge at the, end of a, at the end of a long game of football. Yeah, I mean, people make mistakes. But I think, you know, I think, I think he'll be kicking himself till he missed it. I think he had to make the tackle. It's Victor I, Moses' fault. I'm not sure, fault. that's true. He miscontrols it first. Well, they both I, miscontrolled it. You can't, he, I mean, he miscontrolled yeah. it as well. I, I can't play the blame game on this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't play not 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 at anyone. Um, so no. the suggested team selection. Then would we all be putting Jordan straight back in? Oh yeah. Now. I I'm not contradicting myself. I don't know. Really, you wouldn't put him back really? in. I'm not sure because you've got. I, I'd pick a front three of Suarez, Sturridge, and Sterling, and then I'm picking Gerrard. Obviously, he's good. So then you've got two, Coutinho and Henderson. So you're dropping Allen, even though he's played really well. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, Allen and Lucas. Yeah, definitely. They're not as good as Henderson. That's that it's, is. It, I acknowledge it, that. For me, it'd be Allen Henderson or Henderson, or Henderson and Coutinho. I mean, it, it. I think he might play. I think he might do Henderson and Allen, and Coutinho might be on the bench. We well, might. Do that's what I think he'll do. Family. That's what I think he'll do as well. That's that. That's what I think he'll do. Okay, very very quickly as we're summing this up now. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll have your predictions then. Liverpool going to put a show on, or are they just going to get over the line? Rob Gutman. What's the score line of the Liverpool game? I think we'll win well. We'll win well. Okay, Steve Graves? Uh, we'll win 3-0. 3-0. Um, John Gibbons? I think Liverpool will score five goals. Excellent. I like this sort of talk. Liverpool score five goals, send us all off regardless, laughing our heads off about the, the latest mad thing that they've just done, how Raheem Sterling's just got 15% better in one week again. <laughs> uh, Should we predict City West Ham as well? No. Um, <laughs> thanks to all, though. Thanks to all this week. Thanks to Rob. Thanks to Steve. Thanks to John. Thanks to you for listening throughout the whole of this season. Thanks to Carlos for all the production work he does in the background. Thanks, Carlos. Cheers, Carlos. Carlos. The Anfield wrap. No backward steps. <laughs> this is the Anfield Wrap on City Talk 105.9.